Welcome to the Skillshop Pincast, episode 41. I'm Graham. I'm Kayla. And uh, today, it's just the two of us, and um, we're going to get a little analytical. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, I went to the IFPA website and just dived in, dove in, dove in. Cold some data. Cold some data, spliced some numbers, uh, ran it through my unscientific uh, mind, and yeah, so I'm just going to read a bunch of numbers off, and Kayla and I are going to talk about them. We're going to talk about uh, basically by gender, age, and country. That's how we're going to approach that. Mm-hmm. How do you want to tackle it first? Which one do you um, like to talk about I, first? I think that we can just go straight forward the from the top of the bottom. You did, yeah. Okay, women, uh, age, and then diagram or uh, demographics. I mean, well, country. Sure, nationality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all gender, right. Gender, how old you are, and where you live. Cool. Okay, let's do it. Um, well, first things first, there are, uh, at least as of last week, and who knows, there's probably a little more by now, but this, these numbers are good as of late yeah. November. Um, at that time, there were 45,685 ranked players. That's so outrageous. It's crazy. Competitive pinball is a very real thing. Yeah. Um, so those are the numbers we're dealing with out of those 45,685 ranked players in the IFPA database. Um, these numbers aren't perfect. I didn't have all the data at once. There was a lot of like refreshing and uh, researching and whatnot. But um, yeah, let's take care of this. Sure. Uh, women first. Uh, because, you know, basically at the end of the day, most of this data is men. As uh, they say, women and children first, right? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So of of the nearly 46,000 uh, uh, ranked pinball players, just shy of 2,000 are women. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And you computed that to be 4% of the entire population of ranked pinball players that's are, right. are female. That's right. 4.2% of the total ranked players are women. So, you know, it's it's a man's world, I guess. Yeah. Um, we all knew that we've talked about it, uh, before, but it's nauseum. Yeah. yeah it, it, <laughs> but it doesn't make it any less true. Um, right. And, and to, like in tandem of this stat, like we can talk about how if, has just decided to grant, um, points for the women's tournaments and in leagues, which is really in- huge news and like very incredible. So any tournament that's happened that we have data on, they're going to, proactively or retroactively retroactively, yes yes. that's the word i was looking for um award points to just women there to rank amongst women which is cool and they're gonna move on to do youth after that that's awesome yeah it's really incredible and it's making me kind of kick myself for the last couple of babes because i run it on my phone which has a small screen resolution sure so I don't put full names in there mm. after a while because like, oh, there's going to be only one Candace here and there's only going to be one Kayla. So I'm just going to put our first names and oh. do it that way. So now I'm kind of missing some last names. A lot of the women, I do know their last names. So I just don't include them. Right. 
but um, so a lot of the results that I'm going to submit might have to have what's called a suppressed player because I don't have their full name unless mm. people reach out to me on the Facebook page or something. And I'm happy to include your full name on that. I just never thought it was ever going to be a possibility. So I never included it and it made things easier for me to navigate through Rackalope on my phone. And so if, if your name, for example, like, Nicholas Paul Monacos has the longest name of anyone I know. <laughs> I know. Let's for, for a second consider that he was a woman and playing in my babes tournament, uh, just for the sake of example. Um, and his name would max out on my phone on sure. the screen. So if I just put Nick, I can navigate that a lot easier than Nicholas Paul Monacos. Very reasonable. So I stopped including surnames, and now it's kind of biting me in the butt. But we're gonna figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> Well, I guess if you're a female pinball player and yes. you're fearful that that a, a lengthy name or repetition of names might um, undercut your retroactive pinball standings that might be uh, placed in, you can always email us at yes. skillshotpincast at gmail.com. Yeah, if but, you've uh, played in a babes tournament in the last three years, please email us and let us know your last name so I get it on paper. That would be fantastic, yeah. Um, it will positively affect your IFPA rankings, it seems like. Not uh, overall the IFPA rankings, but uh, within the women's division, yes. Okay, okay. So these numbers won't affect the overall? Right, correct. Okay, well, still, regardless. Which is totally fair. Yeah, yeah. It's You know, that's it, it must be tricky to uh, be... IFPA and say we're going to incorporate these items um but only to this person and that person yeah so but it, it's really cool that they're doing that regardless mm-hmm. um and moving forward would uh w- babes and other yes and powder puff will have proper rankings yes uh, well, well, that's exci- not for the whole oh always, really always it's just still... for that women's tab even even though even if it's um even if those participants are properly ranked it yes. wouldn't interesting so it's just gonna have a side ranking for women and for youth so if you went play in a sanctioned tournament or a tournament that is only that demographic then those demographics will be awarded points separately from their regular if rank as far as i understand so like for example i'm ranked around the top 700 now uh-huh. in overall but i'm ranked around 25 or 26 in women overall uh-huh. um if i placed first in a babes tournament that would give me a higher ranking in to move up from 24 or 25 in women's but it would not affect my 700 or so ranking i see well i I would like to pay, play devil's advocate a sure. little bit before we uh, get into that and say that if, if people are ranked, that's kind of the whole premise of the IFP rankings in the first place. Like, even if you're just playing women, if they're ranked, like, it should still count. It does still the... count okay. in co-ed tournaments. Okay. It always will. The problem is, is that um, the women and, and youth and even, you know, elderly people are in the minority mm-hmm. so they don't have as much of a representation in higher ranked things like for example this person was playing devil's advocate on facebook at a much larger stake than you were uh-huh. saying just like it's the one place that we're all equal because there's two buttons and one machine and one person sure yeah that's true but you have to get to like there's two female players in the top 100 right there's i think i i, I looked through and there was only like I want to say 40 players in the top 1,000 that were female. So it's just like they're not represented. 43 in the top 1,000 as of last week, yes. So like that's the thing. It's like if you separate and have 
kind of like a a B team almost or like a B and C team for uh-huh. women and youth that you because they're going to be doing women's finals and that's what the ranking points are going to go towards it's like finding the best the top 16 women and the way that they play based on in women's tournaments women only tournaments are going to affect those rankings and not their IFPA overall rankings which is okay. fair because at that point it's like if i was a guy i'd be a little bit perturbed if some women were getting better points than I was just because I was born the way I was. You know? okay. <laughs> like, well, it's, it's interesting that you frame it that way because like it, it, from my, from my perspective um, and maybe I just don't have the math in front of me and I don't understand, like I feel like there are ways to incorporate that data that would still affect the IFPA rankings. I see. But uh, even if, even if it wasn't, I, I feel like you could still weight them without weighting them unfairly, but, but it's interesting and illuminating for, to hear you uh, frame it this way because it, helps me it helps calm my instincts <laughs> i guess like i sure. feel like of all people you would be on the forefront by saying this isn't fair if it wasn't fair so if you're <laughs> saying it's fair then you know what it's fair <laughs> yeah because i feel like it's always ha- always has been fair because saying like okay you're not going to give women higher points just because they're a minority sure which is yeah i wouldn't expect that i want equal treatment for all players absolutely um so how how can we fix that so that women are are better represented? And it sounds like Josh and the IFPA, Josh Sharp, were doing good um, kind of recon work to get opinions from all sorts of players in the in the world and get their feedback and found out a, slu- a way to make all parties happy. Cool. And it's not gonna like women's tournaments aren't gonna affect non women, and then co-ed tournaments aren't gonna be higher weighted against women for women. So, yeah, it's pretty fair. And, of course, if there were some weird world where somebody decided that they needed to have a men's-only tournament, which seems arbitrarily, you know, unnecessary. Every tournament. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Then it would go the same way, I assume. Yeah. Cool. Well, I I appreciate hearing that. That's uh, that's illuminating. And, Um, and like, just on that point, if there was, like, a a men's division, I'd be fine with that. Absolutely fine. Sure. If you guys – I mean, that's mostly what it is now, as reality (laughs) is. But no one's, I don't feel like anyone's feeling to get hurt if they had a, a, a division for men's, women's, youth, and then we could, you know, that's, that's Everybody fine. Everybody in the mix. Yeah. Top, uh-huh. on top of that. Well, okay. So let's get into the nitty gritty yes. then. Uh, no, that's okay. That's I'm glad PSA. that we talked about yeah. that. I, that was very interesting <laughs> for me. Um, uh, so yeah, um, 1,921 women ranked overall, which is uh, 4.2% of the total ranked players. Um, as Kayla mentioned, two women are in the top 100 of overall players. That's Robin Lasson from the U.S. and Helena Walter from Sweden. Well, Helena just moved to Denver. Oh, really? Yeah. So even though she hails She's, from Sweden, yes. she will technically be a U.S. player? Well, maybe yeah, not. Well, she'll be playing more tournaments in Denver in the U.S. So she'll still probably technically rep us being a Swedish player, but... Um, mm-hmm. But because there are so many U.S. tournaments in the first place, her numbers will probably start climbing. Yeah, which I would say awesome. so. Good yeah. for her. Her, uh, her fiancé moved to Denver earlier this or like around the summertime this year, maybe a little past okay. that, and then got married. And it looks like they're going to dig their heels in the sand for Denver for a little while, which Fair is enough. cool. Um, yeah, so they have 93rd and 97th, respectively. So at the tail end of that 100, but they're there. Um the the way that the that uh women rank in the top uh amounts going forward there are 14 in the top 500 43 in the top 1000 which is uh yeah. close to parity there that's 4.3% 
of uh, the top thousand, which so, is indicative of the overall percentage. Huh? Exactly. So <laughs> women are women are very well represented when you look at the top thousand out of the forty five thousand six hundred eighty five. So you know, if anybody wants to throw shade, like you know, there are some numbers that will say yeah. step off. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, to take it further, that's a. Uh, 108 of the top 2,000, which is a little bit, that would be more like just off the top of my head, that's a 5.4%. It's a higher, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 348 of the top 5,000, which is nearly 7%, which means uh, while it's a bit of a crowded boys club for a bit, women are nearly double their proportional share in the top 10 or 11% of ranked players overall. So girl power, straight up. And I wonder if that's just like women who played one and done kind of things like like, oh, I got talked to in a tournament here and there, but they're not really playing a lot of tournaments. Well, if you're in the top 5,000 at this point, I think yeah. that you're participating pretty regularly because... That's true. That's that's not nothing. Like, that's, that's a pretty good showing. Um, seven of the top 10 ranked women are from the U.S. Uh, Sweden, U.K., and Australia round out the rest. Um, 16 of the top 100 women uh, players are from Seattle. Or that's, the Seattle area. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, like we disproportionately represent uh, really strong female pinball players here in the Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest, which is really cool. Um, and um, Kayla, uh, you are, as of last week, the 29th ranked woman. Ooh, fell some. <laughs> uh, 735th overall. But that might have climbed a little bit even since uh, I looked at those numbers. Well, SPL finals just happened on Saturday. So I'm going to get some points from that, which nice. will be helpful. That will probably climb you a little bit because that's up against a lot of intense yeah. players. So uh, just to bring that back again, that's 16 of the top 100 women, female players are from Seattle area. Um, four are from Portland, four are from Vancouver. That means that of the top 100 women pinball players in the world, 24 of the top 100 are from the Pacific Northwest. So almost a quarter are just from this region of the mm-hmm. United States. So, And then you know, it begs ladies. the question, chicken or the egg? It's like we have a lot of tournaments. Is, is that because we have a lot of good female players or do we have a lot of good female players because there's lots of tournaments? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it supports its cause. It certainly does. You know, at the end of the day, like a strong pinball community is going to bolster stronger players uh, one way or the other, how you Mm -hmm. slice it. Um, So let's just do a comparison with the top 100 uh, men. Sure. Uh, Of the top 100 men, 10 are from the Seattle area, but that includes uh, folks like Kaylee George and Tim Turney, who are not in the area anymore. It's true. Um, Three are from Portland and one are... from Vancouver, uh, of course, that's Robert. Um, so, fourteen of the top one hundred uh, top uh, top one hundred uh, male pinball players are from the Pacific Northwest. So, it's a, still a strong showing, and still indicative of how many tournaments we have going on. But uh, fourteen versus twenty four for the Pacific Northwest uh, in terms of gender parity, like we, it, it really just goes a long way to show how how strong our how how inclusive we are, I guess. Yeah. Uh, compared to a lot of other places in the country and the world, um, so I think that's pretty cool. I'm surprised to see that. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised to see that there's more of the top 100 women in this area than the top 100 men. Oh yeah. Like I'm a little bit surprised by that. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm I mean, glad that uh, first category up. We've already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> broken down some uh, stereotypes i guess yeah, maybe <laughs> that's pretty cool um, i mean i guess i would say i would toot a horn and say that having a women's league has helped that 
growth. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure it does, because even if those points aren't being ranked, uh, that's going to strengthen people's experience and skill sets when they walk into the other tournaments. Yeah, and encourage them to play more co-eds. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, is there anything further you would like to uh, speak to about the uh, women's rankings that we've gone over before we move forward? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I covered everything I wanted to say for now. Besides, I mean, I was I was going to put a plug at the end, but I could put, put it now. Um, recently, Why not in the last like two weeks, Seattle Weekly put out an article that I was interviewed for, as well as Alexa Philbick, who was on episode six, uh, where we talked about Vase and Pinland, and Maureen Hendrickson, as well as Allison Ray. We were all interviewed for the Seattle Weekly, and they put out, um, Sarah Bernard put out this fantastic article about women in pinball and gaming in general. So you can find that by searching Seattle Weekly Pinball, and the, uh, the headline is Flipping Off the Gender Gap, and Word. it's a nice read. Excellent. Check it out, guys. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's tackle our next demographic, which is age. All right. Uh, this was very interesting as well. Um, there are 134 uh, youth rankings. And I might be wrong, but the way I was looking at the youth rankings, I never saw anybody ranked 17 or older. So I wonder if youth rankings actually got cut off at 16. I was kind of wondering that too, if it was 18 or under yeah. or not. But either eight, I mean, my assumption would be 18 or under, but because I didn't see 17 and eight year olds, I wonder if it was actually 16 or under. Either way, it's a very small number, which yeah. shouldn't surprise anyone because the vast majority of pinball tournaments are going to take place in, in bars, bars yeah. you know? Um, so there were 135 youth rankings. That's less than one third of 1% overall ranked. I feel like they have it the hardest too. Like, of course they do. Yeah. First of all, like you said, not being able to play everywhere that everyone else does, um, having that age restriction and just having like, you know, life restrictions, life restrictions and parental controls. Absolutely. And it's like either your parents are like, oh, I kind of wish that you didn't play pinball so much and really focused on your studies or whatever, what have you. Mm-hmm. Or you have the opposite end of that spectrum where you have like sports dad or pageant mom. And sure. And then there are other interests they want you to get involved in. Yeah. Well, not even that. Just like the kind of um, like I've seen. I'm not going to name names or examples, but I've seen parents who are also deeply into pinball and they're trying to like groom their children for it um i guess it's pretty gendered to say sports dad and pageant mom because there could be a pageant dad and a sports mom sure but um what i mean is just like a parent that's shares similar interests or the Mm -hmm. same interests that are pushing you way harder than any person that doesn't have their parent on their shoulder yeah oftentimes they might be projecting like yes what they wish that they could have done you know mm-hmm. uh, i did a lot of uh, community theater when i was yeah. growing up and i saw a lot of theater parents they were usually theater moms but not exclusively by any stretch For of the sure. imagination just theater parents like you know you could tell sometimes like they wish that they had had these opportunities so damn it they're gonna make their kids pursue their failed dreams. and they're not gonna take it for granted god damn it <laughs> but <laughs> Even when if you push it's not what they want <laughs> yeah and then when you push too hard you get like uh bobby conover and i were talking about this at the spl finals it's uh-huh. like it's like you want your kid to be cool raise them republican or something <laughs> like because uh. like, if you like he's super into guar he's like if i had a kid and was like listen to all these guar albums they would be like screw you dad i don't want to listen to any guar but it's like if you listen let me show you this Lonnie Richel album. Richie album. Like, but I'm in Naguar and you're like, cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that reverse psychology you gotta parenting. Get, yeah, you got to get them to rebel against something exactly. because they're going to do it anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just the same as our way. political system. It's like, 
you get a Democrat for a while and you get a Republican for a while. It just <laughs> ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Indeed. Yeah, I mean, so those kids, like, now that, I mean, when I first started playing pinball in, like, 2008, 2009, there wasn't as many videos and pinball tutorials available to me, but there were some available. I can't even imagine, like, being someone like, you know, Bowen Karens or Dave Stewart growing up and playing pinball as a child and not having any Anything, resources, yeah. you know, just like, oh, yeah, my, like, our last guest, Danny Noonan, saying, yeah, my parents parked me at the bar and handed me a handful of quarters and said, go play. He isn't always doing at yeah. all. It was, yeah. Best case scenario, he meets once one person that knows a little more than he does. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're 14 years old and you join your school's soccer team, you've got a coach, an assistant coach. You've got your parents that probably have some experience with that. you got other kids on the team that are egging you on about, like, oh, you should hit that shot, this shot. And you don't really have those kind of outside pressures or, like, uh, experiences. No, that's a good point. So so it seems like you're saying that uh, youth today have a big leg up in pinball playing at yes. least competitively than they would have before. Although uh, my my rebuttal to that would be we have no data from it's youth true. playing pinball prior, so we don't even know what we're comparing it to. And we can only imagine, I think, we can right. only extrapolate based off of Speculate. the reasonable argument you, you made uh, that there is far less competition with youth in general, like mm-hmm. it was not even a blip on the radar. Right now, we're just talking about a blip on a, on the radar. Zero point three percent of ranked players. So low. And you know what the craziest part is? Hmm. The average age of the youth rankings, twelve years old. Oh my god! Wow. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Wow. Blows my mind. Um, well, I mean, I like I remember Kevin and Raymond playing when they were only sixteen or seventeen, and. <clears throat> And I mean, or even later than that, sure. like 19 and years we, old. We and we looked at them like, and it's like, eh. with kids. You know? Yeah. And we're <laughs> like, oh, well, enjoy it while you can because they're yeah. going to be 21 at some point and they're going to come take your money at the bars. True. Uh, or even Robert. I remember him before he was 21. Uh-huh. Um, and then like the Sharp brothers, they grew up with their dad, Roger, playing, sure. playing in their own home. Like, sure. So, I mean. Well, you know what's really crazy? No, uh, the, the top two uh, youth players mm-hmm. are also in the top 100 that's awesome right escher lefkoff yes that's, like, that's right and uh alexander i want to say it's kazmarsic where's um, he from uh you know i don't have it I would in front of me i assume the so, united states uh oh the I top would guess four, eastern european actually well uh, his family but um but he's american because oh, okay. my next note here is the top four world youth players are all american gotcha so okay. he definitely falls into that so yeah uh, oh, I feel Escher like is 13th. Uh, he, he's 13, sorry, and from Colorado. The number one ranked youth player is 13 years old and 82nd overall. Yeah, I remember seeing him like in 2009. So, wow, we're looking at seven years Holy ago. Holy moly. Yeah. He was a Was it 2009 or was That's it That's crazy. It couldn't have been that long because. It might have been we're like five years ago. No, he was. It, it was 2009. Then I think he, he was eight. Be, I think he was eight when I saw him play. Really? Yeah. Okay. And he was in the finals at Northwest Champs. If it was um, if he was eight, then it would have been 2011 because that was only five years ago. Yeah. Okay. Because children are young. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's well, he says he's 13 now. So if he was eight, so it would be five years. Yeah, you're right. 2011. Still. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I re- his IFA profile picture. If you look at it, is him next to a stack of cash on a pinball machine because he won that. Holy moly! Yeah, he's super good. And I remember watching him play Avatar in the finals at Northwest Champs and being like. Who is this kid? He's so mm. good. And yeah, he's incredible to watch. And I feel like Alexander, I might have played him at Penberg this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Did he play Penberg? 
2016? Well, you know what? I'll pull up the rankings right now. You know, I, I have a feeling that... I told you this earlier when we were talking, Kayla. I had a feeling that we'd get more than half an hour out of just talking about these oh, stats. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, right we're now... half an hour. <laughs> almost already. Yeah. And we're, we've barely touched on you. Halfway We haven't point, gone into yeah. the countries or anything. <laughs> uh, it's, it's ridiculous. There's like so much lots of things to, to speculate clean. about exactly like, yeah. exactly like there's so many i guess what it comes down to is there's so many conversation prompts and then uh, lifestyle ideas too or like just yeah i mean culturally it's going to be totally different too because mm-hmm. there's so many different ways that people are approaching this game absolutely but yeah there's this kid that i played in a group with um oh he's from pennsylvania yeah totally that's the kid yep and and as of today he's ranked a hundredth so he's slipped a little bit but he's still in the top top 100 so (laughs) i'll yeah we can we can say Um, our data is fresh enough for sure so he and i and gene x wong and forgive me fourth player i do not remember who you were um played in a group at Pinburg this year okay and we played on a very weird solid state game that I'd never heard of. I feel Mm. like it was called like afterburn or something like that. It was super cool. And I enjoyed playing it. We played skateball and our game broke on transformers. And I was like, thank God. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. then we were going to the, um, the backup games. And the first one in the row was NBA fast break. I was like, Oh hell yes. (laughs) Yeah. I was so excited about that. That's your jam. But the NBA jam, but yeah. Right. But the group in front of us got that one instead because their games broke too. And I was like, I was like, how much would it cost to trade you guys? <laughs> they're like, we're not... Ch- what? Come on. I was like, we're on CSI. Don't you want to play that instead? I really want to play Fast Break. <laughs> mm. And then, you know, I'm just... I'm joking. But had it happened, I might have like gone to the ATM. <laughs> you never know. But um, I was like, all right, well, since none of you jerks want to trade us, I'll let you... Who wants to know how to play Fast Break? Because I'm really good at this game. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was like, you know, not to... I don't all of a sudden assume that because someone's half my age or even more so that they're not going to know what they're doing, but you know, chances are they might not. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just had more years to play. Yeah. And less exposure, but that kid is ridiculously good. Yeah. I mean, I watched him play and I was like, he's like, I hate skateball. I'm so bad at it. And I was like, well, you just came in second. Yeah. Like we all struggled, but I saw you struggle a little bit less than we did. (laughs) And he told me, I was like, how long have you been playing? He's like, Oh, you know, a couple of years. My dad owns like 16 games. I was like, oh, okay, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that doesn't surprise me in the least. And yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's like learning a language at a young age oh, or any sure. other skill. Like you're just going to get it faster. Kids are super wired to learn things at a ridiculous rate. Yeah. And we should the all brains be are pouring, set up. Exactly. We should be pouring more information and wisdom at large into children, which sucks because youth should be also super fun. Yeah. But it's not like we're doing anything better as adults, most of us. I don't know, so. man. Like I was, uh, I had uh, dinner with my neighbors the other uh-huh. night and we watched the Seahawks game on Sunday. Yeah. And my friend David's kid, uh, Charlie was there. Fun, and but not exciting game. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was I mean a they blowout, won by a lot. a lot. Yeah. But it was fun to watch. Sorry. Anyway, but that. Anyway. Earl Thomas kick shin kick. Oof, that was rough to watch. He's I'm my favorite gonna... player. Like yeah. he's oh, my jersey sorry. player. Like I, I will. He's amazing, Kayla. If you yeah. knew, anyway, I don't. I'm not get... even. I'm not even a football uh, fan, and I was like, ooh, that's not good. Right, and it, but not only that, but he's like the. He's like the quarterback of the defense. Oh. He is our free safety, which means he hangs out alone in the backfield and it figures out what play is happening from a long distance before anybody else. Even and like, sees it or thinks about it. Like, it's it's incredible. Earl Thomas is a wizard. He got, 
he, when he got married, he wore a cape and a crown because he's like a ridiculous <laughs> a human wizard. being. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and oh my God, it's hard to, anyway, I'll, yeah. I'll talk at you when I'm too drunk someday. <laughs> sure. Just, just because you opened up this can of worms. I know. I'm but sorry. I, it's, I'm sorry too. <laughs> I'm, but I'm sorry. Just saying, I'm pulling I, myself up. Anyway, I'm not so even, talking, a, I'm not even a football fan, but I enjoyed watching that game. <laughs> it was a fun game. Yeah, but anyway. um, their two-year-old is in an immersive Spanish class. Oh, really? Yeah, at two years old, and he's like, we were looking at this children's book, and he's like, "How many fingers does she have?" She's like, three. He's like, "Can you count it in Spanish?" She's like, "Yeah, uno dos tres." And I was like, "Whoa, trace. uno dos tres." Yeah, I was thinking French for a second. No problem. Anyways, romantic <laughs> yeah, she, languages. She did that, and I was like, "Whoa!" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." She's two years old. We're playing this immersive language program. I was like, "Dude!" And everyone, like, whenever you hear that, you're, you're just like instantly jealous that like that wasn't your life, right? Right? Oh like, man, I'd be so much further ahead. It's true. Well, like like Whitney Houston said, I I believe that children are a future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Yeah, and I will always love you. Also that. <laughs> she said a lot of things yeah r.i.p whitney um so so the the youth um top four world youth rankers are all american uh number five is german usa usa uh number five is german six and ten are australian ninth is belgian uh i left out seven and eight i'm pretty sure i did that because they were also american okay um so you know probably it's, it's not a surprise like there are just more opportunities to play tournaments here in the u.s where pinball came from makes exactly sense. it really does make sense not only like is it a big deal in the midwest like chicago where it came from but any urban area is going to have opportunities mm-hmm. um so anyway uh seven of the top 500 uh are youth players so 1.5 percent that means that if they're at 0.3 percent in the top 500 they're outperforming their age rank times five which and is bananas yeah and there's almost four times as many youth as there is women in the yeah. top 100 <laughs> it's true and it's <laughs> crazy and that that holds forward 12 of the top thousand 1.2 percent still pretty high 28 of the top three thousand that's nearly two percent there 49 of the top five thousand so that's just one percent so it starts equalizing a little bit sure. but they're still overly rep- represented in the like yeah. active players and uh so 37 percent of the world's ranked youth are in the top five thousand overall that's uh, insane um, it's, it's really crazy, but, uh, that note doesn't make as much sense as I, as it did before, but anyway, um, <laughs> whatever, it's, it's still a high I mean, percentage. It does. Um, so here's, here's a note that I included when I was thinking about this. Consider this though, past results roll off after a few yes. years, which means that new active players oh. are going to tend to have higher rankings than older players who have maybe slowed in their active tournaments. Young players by default are almost always going to be more front-loaded with active over past tournaments. Therefore, the average youth players uh, who are 12 um, <laughs> have that means four years or six years to go. Yeah, to have a tournament even roll off at all, they'd have to have played when they were eight or younger. Uh, youth players will be, therefore, just always front-loaded with active tournaments. Yeah. If they're playing, then they've only been playing recently anyway. So Yeah, it's not like the more women's tournaments I play, I become more male. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like. exactly. <laughs> so so at the end of the day, it's like, it's it's still super impressive, their mm-hmm. rankings. Like, oh, absolutely. Crazily impressive. But there are, there are certain factors that might be front-loading the data a yeah. little bit. So something to keep in mind. That's cr- I've never even considered that. That's a really good point to think about. Thank you. Um, well, uh, after that, I started looking at country rankings because that's kind of how the IFPA was built 
in the first place. They have 50 country categories, but a number of those are either not countries or <laughs> countries that have zero players listed. So huh. I'm not sure why they do that. So two of them are not countries. There's Unknown and the EU, and neither of whom had any players listed under them. So I don't, is, I don't even know why that's in the drop-down. Is menu. that supposed to be the European Union? EU? Yeah, it, yeah, okay. the EU. But like, yeah. they have individual countries represented right, instead. They so do. Like, nobody listed themselves as EU, like of no nation. I wonder if maybe like years ago it used to be that way, and they just haven't fixed it. Maybe so. They might have. They might have asked people to update and say specifically where they're from a, right. as they got more players and realized, oh, this is something that we can really get into. Yeah. But uh, either way. And I would say the, the same thing about the next point you're about to bring up. I think you're absolutely right about yeah. that, because why else would these countries make it in the database right. if uh, people hadn't originally submitted them, right? Yeah. Uh, so there are 10 actual countries included with zero ranked players. And so I would surmise that maybe people from these countries initially wrote this in, uh, but then ended and up then moving somewhere off. else. Yeah. Or fell off or moved somewhere else. Yeah. That's, one of those. Yeah. Uh -huh. I guess people, I don't know. Can people up update their settings like that? I haven't tried since um, I created mine. I I mean, you can. Yes, you can okay. always write into the IFPA into IFPA at gmail.com or I'm pretty sure that's the email address, but you, that's how you would change. Okay. Like, for example, your player avatar sure. picture or your age, if that's not listed or your country. Like, yeah, okay. if you move, you can update your country and your state. Fair enough. Well, it's good to know if, if you feel like you need to update your yeah. IFPA rankings. Helena Walter. Yeah. <laughs> Have you better it. be writing in saying you're from Denver, Colorado. <laughs> That's right. USA. USA. <laughs> Give us some more stats. <laughs> um, so the 10 real countries, just to get them out of the way, uh, that were listed with no rankings. And this is clearly not exactly in alphabetical order, but it's, you know what? <laughs> I can actually make it so by just listing the first one last. Oh, Az yeah. Azerbaijan, China, Czech Republic, Estonia, Ivory Coast, Lithuania, San Marino, Serbia, South Africa, and Uruguay. That's so cool that there's pinball in all those places. Or at least that people like from existed. those places yeah. like traveled maybe. I am deeply skeptical of how much pinball is available at, in, in some San of these Marino? countries or San Marino or Uruguay or like based on what I saw from Mexico for crying out loud like um I don't know. Pinball pinball has lived and died across the world but it hasn't come back from the dead strongly in a lot of places yeah so uh anyway let's tackle the english speaking word world first uh the usa obviously uh united states is super dominant uh of the forty-five thousand six hundred and whatever players seventeen thousand seven hundred and sixty-seven ranked players are from the united states shut the front door i will not i'm going to leave it open All and right. furthermore here are some stats to walk through it <laughs> uh the u.s has 10 of the top 15 players 15 of the top 20 players, 16 through 20 are all American, clearly, uh, and 33 of the top 50, 66 of the top 100. That means that there are 33 Americans in the top 50 as well as the next 50. Um, just, wow. you know, we are, we are there. We are present. We are playing a lot of pinball, and we're playing against some strong players. But isn't that insane that, like, less than half are American? Um, less than half? No. Oh, oh, you mean ranks? Overall, yeah. 45,000 oh, yes, players and 17.7. .7. I feel like we have friends of the show that could take a lot of this data and find ways to wait. Oh, yeah. Really Michael Adcock, are you listening? Because we need a right brief in. rundown. 
The, I would love to have a pinball stats part two episode where yeah. somebody who really knows how to glean insight from these yeah. sat down and told Kayla and I what's what. Well, um, Stefan Razanka on my team is, used to be a baseball statistician, so oh. I should I'll, I'll forward this to him and see if he can make heads or tails of something. That would be really cool. Yeah. I would love that. And I'm sure that IFPA would allow us to do a deeper dive in their day, like send some Excel spreadsheets mm-hmm. to somebody who knew what to do with them. Also, um, I'll, I'll point this out that Razanka, prob- uh-huh. I'm not sure the origin of the na- name, probably not originally American. That's and true. also his daughter plays on the team, huh? who is also a woman, woman and not a youth, but you know, Fair enough. <laughs> just, Fair enough. he kind of covers the bases on this. He probably has a lot of insight. They used to play on a softball team together, and then Holy they moly. decided that they wanted to try pinball for a bit, so they joined our team. That's Very awesome. Cool. That's awesome. You've, I think you've uh, said that story before to me. Yeah, that's Stephan, so cool. Stefan yeah. and Chelsea, they're they're the best. They're so awesome. That's awesome. They sound like cool people. Um, well, the, these uh, kind of percentages of the whole um, yeah. move forward. Uh, Two hundred ninety-five of the top five hundred are Canadian. The US. Yeah. Uh, no, are oh, the, right, okay. uh, American. And 565 of the top thousand are American as well. So uh, America kind of representing upwards to the top thousand, like, yeah, half the ranked players. Um, Canada has a little over 2,000 ranked players, 2,039. Five of the top 100, 19 of the top 544 of the top thousand. Uh, top ranked Canadian is of course Robert Gagnon, who is seventh in the world overall. Awesome. Um, if you haven't checked out Wizard Mode, you should do so. Or the new ESPN article. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, friend of the show Ed Robertson is fifteen thousand two hundred and seventy second overall, but he doesn't play very many tournaments. He doesn't. No. So you know, he, he only has two active results. Yeah. Obviously, we know that. We can vouch for him. Yeah. Um, he's beat me a few times. Not many, <laughs> but. <laughs> um, speaking of Kayla beating people a few times, stay tuned for another episode where we talk about Kayla beating people like me a few times. Maybe. <laughs> um, okay, Australia has uh, almost very close to Canada. Australia's got a crazy pinball scene. It really does. Melbourne, in particular, I know. I was noticing that when, when we first started the podcast, mm-hmm. and you're like, we have a lot of Australian listeners. I was yeah, like, what? That picked up real fast. Yeah. It was really cool. So shout out to anybody listening in Melbourne. We would love to hear from you at skillshotpincast yeah. at gmail.com. Those uh, uh, guys that do the pinball podcast, Pinheads with a Z, right? Mm-hmm. Those guys are good. Um, yeah. We want to talk to Aussies, not Kiwis. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll I'm just kidding. We'll take a Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the Kiwis. Yeah. Um, Australia has 18 of the top 500 players in the world. Oh, that's three, awesome. 33 of the top 1,000. Pretty well represented. Um, same number as Americans have in the top 50, um, which is crazy. Um, <clears throat> in front of the show, Darren Hanlon, same episode as Ed was on, is 91st Australian and 2,589th overall. That ain't bad. No, it's not bad. And, and you know, Australians, if you want to boost your numbers, come, uh, come play some tournaments in the Pacific Northwest because that won't hurt. Darren's done that a few times. Mm-hmm. Well, there's um, on uh, actually on Dwayne's team, DTP. Uh-huh. There's two Australians oh, on really? that team. Yeah, I f- I for- forgive me if I'm wrong, but I want to say it's Simon and uh, Honey are on there, and they're both from uh, I want to say uh, Brisbane, Brisbane, Brisbane. Bris- yeah, hmm. but any I'm just pulling that on my ass right now. I could be wrong. <laughs> Not bad. But Not um, bad. yeah, I was telling them that like Melbourne and like a couple other places in Australia have like a decent pinball scene. He's mm. like, really? 
I didn't re- I didn't know that when we lived there. I was like, well, that's because most things in Australia either get you to leave by sucking or trying to kill you. Mm. But you know, yes, there's. I mean, I like every Aussie I've ever met is an expat. <laughs> I mean, that's probably because I have never gone to Australia. But that would be know. the leading. I, I've met some non-expat Aussies yeah. myself. I mean, I guess Darren Hanlon too. He's visiting. He's that's, just, true. Yeah. that's true. That's true. That's true. But I find more people that relocate here than they do are just visiting. Hmm. Like my friend Catherine is dating an, an Aussie and she re- relocated to Berlin to be with him. Hmm. And he was telling me that, um, yeah, there's it's so easy for Australians to just leave the country and um, put down roots in somewhere, anywhere else. Interesting. Interesting. So, so would, yeah, maybe we should talk to Simon, I want to say, and Honey at some point. I would love that. There. It would be yeah. cool to talk more about Australia and pinball and uh, yeah. also the UK and pinball because we were just hang- hanging out with a couple friends of yours last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. James um, and uh, Lisa. Yeah. Uh, talking about hopefully getting them on the show sometime. Um, and that leads us into the next English-speaking country, uh, the UK, 671 players. There's only one in the top 100. That's Martin Ayub from uh, pinballnews.com. Which is his birthday today. <clears throat> happy birthday, Martin. Is it? Uh, yeah. December 7th? Okay. Yeah. Well, happy... December 6th in the UK. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> but, they're ahead of us. Though. That's true. Wait. Um, regardless. Yeah, <laughs> yesterday, happy birthday. Tomorrow, so two days from now, happy birthday, Martin. Yeah. Or whenever you may or may not ever listen it's to this. It's around this time. <laughs> um, so He's great about coming out to Northwest shows, Yeah. Too. I mean, I don't even go out to that many events, but I've seen him many times. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've played I've played uh, tournaments with him even, yeah. and I it's been years since I've really played many tournaments. But anyway, uh, so only only UK um, player in the top 100, 12 in the top 500, 21 in the top thousand, 117 in the top 5,000. So you know they're well represented as well mm-hmm. um, in terms of rankings. Oh, and I met plenty of uh, <coughs> English English players that were very good, like. Mm. Um, Robin Kemp, I met him and hung out with him last year in the UK. He was fantastic. Um, mm. yeah, Matt Vince, he was very good too. Uh, yeah, a lot of those players like showed me what's what when I played out in the Wales. Well, um, yeah, I mean, there are tons of great players out there and I, I would love to go play some pinball in the UK sometime yeah. as well. Uh, New Zealand, as you uh, you said, Aussies, not Kiwis earlier, <laughs> but I knew we were getting to them. Their next uh, 315 ranked players, which when I saw that number, I thought that's that's a pretty reasonable number for the population I was going to say, Zealand. what's the hop- population? Yeah. So, the, so I, I just glanced at Wikipedia, and um, this is what I came up with. Uh, less than, just less, barely less than 1%, or 1. So let's just say 1 out of every 14,000 New Zealanders are IFP ranked. Um Versus Canada, that's one out of every 17,000, and in the U.S., one out of 18,000. So there are higher um, percentages of New Zealanders ranked for pinball points than Canada or the U.S. That's nutty. Yeah. Um, I don't have much data outside of that. There aren't too many folks that are playing from New Zealand. Uh, Also, guys, I couldn't do it all. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. Ireland has 36 ranked players, two in the top 5,000. Nice try, Ireland. So um, are we talking about the Republic of? Uh, yes. Yes, okay. not Northern Ireland. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, that's uh, the that's the total of kind of the English-speaking world. There Clearly was the big n- gorilla in the room. Yeah, there was no pinball in Ireland. I tried. I went yeah. all over Ireland. It that's, doesn't exist. I played with people in the U.K., uh, in Wales that were Irish and they're like, yeah, we can go to private homes here and there, but there's just not. 
it's so funny how how much the cultures change with ne- different governments and cultures. Yeah. Um, so getting into that, uh, despite being just south of the border, Mexico has exactly one ranked. That's player. so nuts. Right. One player blew my mind. That's actually how I started down this road. Yeah. I decided to look up Mexican ranked players. Yeah. And I found one. That's how this entire genie's bottle of stats opened up. Uh, Jose Chong, zero tournaments outside of the U.S. They're all in the U.S., mostly on the eastern seaboard. Um, So basically, apparently, public pinball playing, competitive pinball playing doesn't exist in Mexico. That's crazy. I mean... Ditto Ditto Argentina, one ranked player, ranked 205th, Sebastian Bobbio, no tourneys outside of the U.S. either. So, you know, there we go. So are these two players that came to the U.S. to play a tournament and they just happen to be Hispanic? Oh, I think that they live here now, but they are expats from elsewhere because they've got multiple tournaments under their belt from their respective regions in the United States. Uh So um, that's that's what I take from that, that there's just no active tournaments that are at least being ranked maybe there are some underground ones we don't know about in large countries like mexico and argentina mexico's huge and it's yeah. right next door um anyway brazil though on the other hand has 161 ranked players that's awesome uh they're none in the top three thousand, six in the top five thousand. um honestly uh another note that i have here you gotta wonder playing tournaments in brazil you're against almost exclusively other brazilian players rather than major tournament players uh, from other countries, higher-ranked players. So it might work to suppress their rankings because they're just playing against other players that haven't really gone up against people well-ranked. Yeah, it's like big fish, small pond kind exactly, of thing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So there might be some amazing Brazilian players we just don't know about because the numbers aren't going to pop out. Um, but, you know, 161-ranked players, it's not bad, especially considering the rest of Central and South America basically mm-hmm. is non-existent. I'm just going to run through my remaining list, and then we'll wrap this up, I guess, um, because, man, we could expound at length and we're <laughs> yeah. trying to glide through this stuff. Uh, Austria has 323 players. More than Brazil. I know, right? <laughs> uh, including a top 50-ranked player and three in the top 500. Wow. Belgium has 317, including 14 in the top 500. Croatia has five players, though none of them are in the top 5,000. Denmark has 212 players, one in the top 100, nine in the top 500. So, you know, Western Europe, you know, it's still very much there. Finland, 283. There's one in the top 25, four in the top 500. France has 1,348 ranked players. That's nuts. Two are in the top 100. Five are in the top 500. So, France, congratulations. You're just as good as women and the youth. Um, Imagine if you're a young French woman. I know. Girl. You're really like, you're Run doing the gamut. it. Yeah. You're doing it. Uh, you, are the, you are the future of pinball, young French female uh, pinball players. Uh, Germany, 1126, five top 100, 31 top 500. So, again, like we've had a lot of Western Europe really well represented in all of these numbers. That's not a surprise at all. Hong Kong, three, nothing in the top 5,000. Hungary, 199, four of which are in the top 500. India, one, not wow. even in the top 24,000. <laughs> oh my God. So, despite being a third of the world's population, yeah. India. We need, we need to bring India pinball, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, if there's one thing to take from all of this data, India sorely needs pinball. 
Also, have you seen me mention China? We mentioned China having zero players and Hong Kong having three players. So that is two thirds of the world having zero. How you want to slice it? Yeah, one to three players. Period. Ranked like something's guys. There's a huge market. There's an opportunity. We need to convince these great cultural, you know majorities of the world yeah. that pinball is worthwhile we know it i mean we can dub that tail that into japan with 195 players and five sure. the top 500 that's not I bad mean, like japan's doing great and they have a very good gaming culture i don't i really don't know that much about china i mean i took a little bit of like uh cultural studies of that in mm-hmm. college but i focus mostly on japan yeah but i feel like the chinese i mean just the way that Jap- japan latched onto pachinko uh, you would think that China would also latch on to pinball, and I don't know. One would hope, but you know, Play there, more there's games. some key Relax differences. Relax a little, and, guys. Yeah, Japan is. Yeah, that's a. Japan has always been a very gaming-friendly culture, that's and by true. always, I that's mean true. for the last two to three decades. Nintendo. Maybe not always. Nintendo. Uh, Italy, Wait. 707, two in the top 50, six in the top 500, 18 in the top 1,000. Not bad, Italy. Liechtenstein, three. Why not? <laughs> Luxembourg, two. Okay, sure. Malta, one. Malta has a player. Malta has a player. Shout out to Malta's player, the Maltese player. Um, the Maltese Falcon. Yes. Netherlands has 269, three of which are in the top 50 kayla that's fucking nuts right so again western europe stepping up to the plate it's western europe and the u.s and canada and australia that's and that's not including kelly george right (laughs) that's not he's listed as american yeah norway's got 258 philippines one poland 237 portugal three romania 59 Exactly one is in the top thousand. Singapore has one token player, apparently. Slovenia, 59. Spain, 367. You wouldn't know it from my <laughs> desperate attempts to find pinball in Barcelona. Which is arguably like one of the biggest like cities in, in Spain. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. I think most people think of Barcelona or Madrid. Yeah. Um, anyway, it, it I'm sure if I had spent more than six days there and pinball had actually been like the primary focus, I would have done better, but... Sweden. But your tan would have suffered. My tan seriously would have suffered. Sweden, uh, again, stepping up with Finland and Norway for uh, Scandinavia, 951 ranked so players. So nuts. But the craziest I mean, part? Is fucking Switzerland. Oh, yeah. for sure. But did you see <laughs> yeah. the, the number I have after Sweden? Two in the top ten, yeah. Yeah. Two of the top ten. Jorian Engelbrigtsen, right? Sure. I don't have their <laughs> names here. I'm surprised that you have them. Uh, Jorian Engelbrigtsen, and then, gosh, who's the other one? Um, uh, shoot. I can pull this up here. Um, Sweden. Sweden. I always want to say Jorian, Troy Augustine, but he's from the Bay Jorgen Area. Jorgenholm. Jorgenholm, okay. Yeah. yeah. Jorian Engelbrick, uh, Engelbrickson, Brechtson. Uh, yeah. He's ridiculous. Oof. Jorian Engelbrechtson, uh, fourth overall. Yeah. And Jorgen Holm, ninth overall. Amazing. And actually, I'm sorry. As of today, I don't know if I got the data wrong before or if it's shifted, but uh, the 10th in the world overall is Mats Runston, uh, also from Stockholm. So technically, as of right now, it seems that three of the top 10 players are from Sweden. So crazy. Nice work, Sweden. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know what they put in the water over there. It's working, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, Switzerland has, yes, as you point, as you alluded to, 1,160 players. That's so nuts. Yeah. I think of Switzerland as a... Oh, yep, there it is. One out of every 7,000 Swiss. That's insane. How does that happen? I don't understand. Anyway... <laughs> Thailand has one. One but in the top 50 and four in the top 500 is what you put here, too. Oh, yeah. One in the top 54 in the top 500 for Switzerland. Yes. Um, they're doing it. Something's happening in Switzerland, and I don't know about it. Um, Thailand is, uh, they've got one player ranked 51st, though. That's and, pretty nuts. Yeah, and Turkey has two. So, you know, something, something in the Middle East. I'm kind of surprised, frankly, that there's absolutely zero pinball in, like, Israel. Like, there isn't a single player listed from Israel. Yeah. Um, you know, the rest of the Middle East surprises me less, but I'm kind of surprised how underrepresented that entire region of the world is. Um, God, it's so crazy. Well, um, and of course, you have to take all IFP rankings with a grain of salt. It really comes down to how active and how, how recently active people are, but there's still a lot to take from this. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people and a lot of tournaments to glean information from. Um, but, you know, just for some perspective, Lonnie Langford, Pinball Yeti of the Northwest, uh, <laughs> friend of the show, is ranked 1,349th, despite the fact that it is on record how amazing he is of a yeah. player. And, uh, Easily be in the top 100. You know, like, I'm not anything special, but I'm ranked... Graham's not a slouch. I'm ranked 16,492nd. But not even trying. Week. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of passive players out there that maybe would be higher. We'll never really know. It's imperfect data at the end of the day, but there's still, again, a lot to take away. Play more tournaments so we have your numbers. That's right. That's right. Get registered. Get involved. Oh, boy. Well, that's what I had. That's, that's what I wanted so to present. That's so crazy. I love it. It's cool. so much work, and it's so awesome. No. There's, yeah. Please, if you have interesting takes on this data, if this inspired anything in you, jump on IFPA. I was able to do this just by clicking around on their website over the course of a couple hours. So I'm sure that statisticians and people that really have an, a proper approach could glean some incredible insights. Oh, in this for sure. Uh, write into us at skillshotpincast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's, uh, let's get to plugs. Well, I already, uh, made my plug earlier. Um, let's do it again. Okay. Yeah. So go to seattleweekly.com and search for pinball. And the most recent article there is including myself and Alexi Philbeck and Maureen Hendrickson and, uh, Allison Ray and awesome women that I play pinball with, um, there's some really great quotes in there. There's uh, great takeaways from Sarah Bernard, the author of the piece, and it's available on the internet as well as in print. I think that those issues are pulled now from the stand. So if you live in Seattle, you should have already gotten a physical copy. Um, on top of that, uh, I just we just put out issue number 95 of Razor Cake, hmm. and I have an interview with a band called Success that are good friends of mine and real sweet people, and you can see their last 10 years of a band in print in that interview, as well as I have like 12 reviews of music and books in there, and it's a good rundown of the Razor Cake Quinceanera that I went to in October um, that I didn't write, but my friend Dale Drazen did a fantastic write-up of and yeah just 
wonderful article, articles in that if you're looking for a perfect gift gift for Christmas, it's mm. only $16 a month for a year-long subscription. That's quite a deal. Yeah. And uh, you get to read about new upcoming music all the time, and it's fantastic. So if you don't feel committed to that, they're $4 a piece if you want your own copy. And that's that. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I'll just go through our regular plugs. I don't have anything extra. Um but I, I would just reiterate, just go to seattleweekly.com. And what's the name of the article again, Kayla? Flipping Off the Gender Gap Flipping by Sarah the... Bernard. Yeah, fantastic. You guys should check it out. Um, uh, I always all... call it a pinball maven. <laughs> <You were> call... <laughs> I like that term. Yeah, it's... and an evangelist. <laughs> an evangelist? Yeah. Uh, uh, I was like, hmm. whoa. The, like, the very first sentence says, Kayla Greet, pinball maven. I was like, oh, all right then. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on my resume. Please. Please and thank you. Um, so we always want to hear from you guys right into us at skillshotpincast at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes or Overcast or Stitcher or however you get your podcasts or SoundCloud, frankly, because that's directly where we, uh, are. Yeah. And it's always fun. Like, uh, just over the course of a couple weeks, I'll get like three or four notifications. You have a new follower on SoundCloud. That's always nice to see. So thanks guys. Um, rate and review us on iTunes in particular. That's a big deal for us and it'll help us get a bigger audience. And we appreciate that. Um, like us on Facebook, Skillshot Pincast. Like Skillshot on Facebook, just Skillshot. Uh, skill-shot.com is where you can find us on the web. Uh, follow you us on Twitter, at Skillshot. Mm-hmm. You download our app on the Skill- or the iTunes store. Yes, if you need to find pinball in and around the Seattle area, it is fantastic and essential. Go download the Skillshot app, mm-hmm. iTunes, or, or you know the Apple App Store, and uh, also the Android Store, the whatever they call that. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's Android available. Users. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. Um, yeah. Android and iOS both support the Skillshot app. Um, and also give us money on Patreon. <laughs> Find us there. Um, thanks so much guys for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.